Welcome to the build-up on Balls.ie in association with Labrooks. Please bet responsibly. Visit dunlui.net for further information. Hello and welcome to the build-up here on Balls.ie, our weekly look ahead to the biggest events of the sporting week in association with Labrooks. I'm delighted to say that it is a Punchestown Festival special today, an early one this week on a Monday. I'm delighted to be joined by... Nina Carberry, who's going to join us to look ahead to all the uh, biggest um, races at the Punchestown Festival and give a couple of tips as well. Nina, a 22-time winner at the Punchestown <laughs> Festival. I was looking up, I did all the maths, I went through every year, and incredibly, it took me longer than I expected because uh, incredibly impressive uh, 22 race haul, including your last win uh, in your last yeah. race, actually, which was three yeah. years ago. Can you believe it was that long? It seems to have flown no, it's, it's flying away on me. Um, no, but I, I always remembered remember the great memories that day and uh, Josie's orders was was brilliant and uh, over the banks for Enda was even better yeah absolutely yeah so that was like it, it, some great memories there I'd imagine I know you had some great years I think you had three winners there on three separate occasions what does the Punchestown Festival mean to you um like as you know a, a, a top Irish jockey for a long time um it's it's one of those things that there is a there's a certain casual element to, to racing fans that might start to turn off after Cheltenham. But when I look at the cards for this week, it's like, Jesus, the racing is as exciting and even bigger in some cases as we'll get to one of the races tomorrow um, in a few minutes. And it's just like, the racing is as good as anything. And it's like, for racing people, is Punchestown as good as it gets, maybe maybe slightly after Cheltenham? Ah, it's, it's it's a great festival and with five days of it as well. And it's the mixture of like even the banks, there's three banks races and uh, no, it's just, it's it's a brilliant festival and the weather is always a, a little bit better this time of year. And uh, I think the whole of Nace, which is just the local town as well, is uh, gets involved. So it's just a pity this year that um, with the COVID there's not going to be any crowds, but um, definitely the racing is is top notch. And uh, no, it's, it's, I think it's just, it's a lovely end to, to each season every year. And uh, it's a highlight for me. Definitely, yeah. We're not usually kind of worried, I suppose, uh, whether kind of English trainers are going to make it over. It's obviously a lot diff- more difficult, but whether we'll see the top, top horses and the rematches, Cheltenham, you know, at, at this different course and sometimes different lengths and everything, different distances and things like that. But I suppose it's a bit less relevant this year, isn't it? Because of the Irish domination that was at Cheltenham and all the big horses that we want to see up against each other are almost automatically going to be there. Yeah, like... um the likes of Siskin and stuff like that. So you'd like to see them coming over and um, Epitant and like champion hurdle previous winner. So you yeah. want to see these yeah. horses come and take us on as well. And on our, on our, on our patch. And uh, yeah, we need, we need, we need to have the English come over because that's what keeps everything competitive. And I know this year we probably kicked them out of the way, but we still, we still need to com- need them to come over and take us on. Yeah, absolutely. The main storyline going into this outside of all the races, of which will be huge, and there's many of them to get to, is going to be the battle for the Jockeys' Championship. So, thankfully, Paul Townend is going to be fit, and he's, he hasn't raced since Fairy House, but he's going to be back um, in time for tomorrow. Um, Rachel is now four behind. Uh, yeah. It's still a tall order, but it, the fact that it's doable at all, without kind yeah. of always reducing Rachel Blackmore to female jockey, it yes. must it must at the same time to think that she could be Irish champion jockey, um, you know, given where, you know, you, Katie Walsh, everything had, had sort of set the you know, the um 
the groundwork for her to kind of come up. It must be an incredible thing to think that she could do it in this if she has another week like she did um, in March. Yeah, of course. It's it'll be incredible. It's some achievement to, to top the year she's had and and the Cheltenham she's had and the Aintree she's had. It'll be unbelievable. It's it's probably going to be very hard now that that Paul Townend's back riding. All he needs to ride is probably two two three winners just to keep her at bay. You know, if she has an incredible week, it's still going to be very hard for her to to probably pass Paul Townend. But it'll be incredible if if coming into Saturday and she has ridden the four winners and Paul Townend hasn't ridden any. So. That'll be that'll be incredible and epic for for racing for us to watch. Yeah, and even outside the jockey championship, then if we kind of start look at the races, like Tuesday's the perfect example. It's like there is a sort of a you know we're going to have a lot of Willie Mullins versus Henry de Bromhead. We're going to have a lot of Willie Mullins versus Willie Mullins as well. Yeah, but yeah. you know we do have kind of like Paul and Rachel on you know joint favourites or you know favourite short price yeah. second favourite a good few times and not least in like in you know the champion chase on Tuesday and in the uh the duly insurance champion novice chase which I think a lot of people are just as interested yeah. in Monkfish versus Envoy Allen tomorrow and that, that didn't happen at Cheltenham uh Rachel is now on Envoy Allen for the first time um and this is just an intriguing intriguing race isn't it oh unbelievable like I just it's just gonna be it's just gonna be amazing to watch. I can't wa- can't can't wait to watch who's gonna win. I love either horse, Monkfish is was I thought he wasn't probably at his best in Cheltenham. I thought his jumping wasn't fluent, but he still won because he's probably the horse he is. And then Vi Allen at the start I felt that he was a lot buzzed up compared to what he'd normally be his laid back self. So just it just seemed that the probably the move really kind of didn't go his way and and hopefully now he's had time to settle in from from being at Cheltenham and back and uh we'll see the real envoy Allen. It was it was it was disappointing that he did fall at Cheltenham and see him going over over the fences there. But um we have him back at Punchstown now and he and he's won around there previous so it'll be an exciting match. Yeah for sure. Um I suppose the yeah he's won around there in, in the past. I think Monkfish has been beaten twice on right-handed tracks a long time ago but at the same time it does seem like there might be some vulnerability there and you know do you think there'll be like so i think envoy allen's about five to four on ladbrooks at the moment so it's not much value but no the fall at cheltenham is going to scare off some punters whereas this might be more of an even race than that suggests is that fair yeah that i feel that maybe monksland he, he, I'd imagine he'll jump out and probably probably make it and Envoy Allen was sitting behind. So it would suit probably Envoy Allen probably more so to come at Monkstown. But it's not going to be easy for, for Envoy Allen to get by the likes of Monkstown. And uh, I think it's it's going to be an intriguing match. I, I, I wouldn't like to pick one because both horses are one of my... The both of them are one of the favourite horses yeah, I, I yeah. like to watch, so it's hard for me to pick, but it's going to be very intriguing. And uh, obviously, Rachel has to get to know Envoy Allen as well, and uh, that that is a, a not that a worry, but um, it is, you know, it's it's not ideal either. So Envoy um, no, Allen's no. quite a laid back horse, and he, he he does take a bit of getting to know. So uh, that is probably a little bit of a a clink in his armour, if you could say there is one. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. It's it's funny though because you're talking about like these are two great horses. It's a novice chase on the first day of Punchestown, but you know we're talking about the four to one favorite in Monkfish for the Gold Cup next year in Cheltenham, and I think Envoy Allen might be around seven to one. And we're going to yeah. talk about you know Manella Indo and everything like that in a few minutes. But mm. these two horses have such prime pedigree that they're expected to go in straight away to Gold Cup class next year. Yeah, like they've come back off the back of brilliant novice hurdle uh, hurdle wins at Cheltenham as well. So they're they're top notch horses and uh, proper Grade One horses taking on each other. And uh, yeah, it'll, it'll be exciting to see who will come out on top and uh, who will take the favoritism for the Gold Cup next year. Yeah, absolutely. Also tomorrow then, um, before that race, uh, five twenty five, the big race of the day is the um, Champion Chase. So Paul Townend has decided to stick with Shaq and Persuas after um, after his uh, disappointing, I suppose, performance in 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 the Champion Chase in Cheltenham. Whereas that gives uh, Rachel Blackmore then the opportunity to uh, saddle up on Alaho, who won the Ryanair Chase. You know, just the odds on Ladbrook Shaq and Persuas six to five, Alaho thirteen to eight would suggest a two horse race at least in terms of um, what we can see winning it. Do you see it the same way? Um. Yeah, I wasn't impressed with Shaq and Persuade. I didn't think he got into any rhythm in Cheltenham at all. I thought definitely the the jumps were just probably coming up a bit quick for him and um, the track probably didn't really suit. And uh, I think we'll see a def- different Shaq and Persuade in Punchstown. He he seems to like the track. And uh, Alaho's off, obviously dropping down in trip to two mile, which isn't ideal. I felt that probably the two, two and a half, two five suits him well because he has a very high cruising speed and keeps it up. Whether... He'll have an extra kick to beat Shaq and Persuas over that trip. I'm not really sure. Um, obviously, you have Dan Skelton's horse in as well, Noob de, de Grey. And mm-hmm. Noob, yeah, so he's in it too. He was a good second behind, put the kettle on. But obviously, she got turned over the weekend. So I feel it's probably between the two. But I do feel that um, Alaho just has one, one good cruising speed and maybe Shaq might just have the extra kick at the end if if his if his jumping keeps together. Very good. Okay, so so possibly Shaq and Persuade after a disappointing Cheltenham to bounce back um on Wednesday. So they're the two big races of the day. There's a good race and all the way out through the week, but we do have to get through them. But I know you have a couple of tips um to look at in uh on Tuesday, on the first day of the festival, including in the the, the four fifty uh the um Kilishi Hotel handicap hurdle. Yeah, um, I think uh, Jesse Evans of Noel Meads is quite interesting. He he's going to be better, I think, on 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 a bit of better ground. And um, he finished um, not far behind one of Willie's that's running on. I think it could be ter- Wednesday in one of the novice novice the hurdles. And uh, no, I think he he's in at a good weight, and I think he could he mightn't be far away on better ground. He's always run well be- on better ground. Very good. Okay, so that's one to keep an eye on, Jesse Evans. And then the other one is in the uh, the Father Sean Breen Memorial, um, also tomorrow at 7 o'clock. You cannot be serious. Great yeah, uh, yeah. he he took to it quite well last year. Um, obviously, one of Enda's beat him last year. He finished second, so um, he's, a, he's another chance coming here. But I think he's going to be hard to beat. He's been around there before and uh, handles a track on better ground. So I think he, he's going to be very hard to beat in that race. Excellent. Okay, well, there are two to look out for. We'll uh, we'll tweet them up and make sure people can see them again if they've missed this. But we'll move on to Wednesday. You put tips on Wednesday as well that we're going to get to. But yeah. let's start with the Gold Cup because that's the uh, that's the big one. 
It's a rematch at Manila Indo, obviously. Um, Jack Henley um, and Henry Bromhead won the Gold Cup. Bit of a surprise, but I, I remember, I don't know if you saw it in the, the, pre, um, the pre-game, uh, the, pre, the pre-race interview, where uh, Henry was like, oh, don't worry about the other one. I, don't forget about Manila Endo. And I was like, Jesus, I wish I, wish I paid more attention to it because yeah. it, it pricked my ears at the time. Um, and obviously he knew what he was going with. Um, this is a horse who's also won at, at, at Punchestown. He beat um, Alaho actually, two, a couple of years ago. And Albion mm. Photo, two Cheltenham Gold Cups, like, I mean, legend in that way, but he's never won at Punchestown, at least as no. far as I know. No, he's never won a punch. And I obviously look like winning the day that um, Paul Townend thought he saw something. So um, he looked like going to win that day. But unfortunately, he he went out through the railing. So, um, yeah, no, Malena Endo is coming into this off a cracking Gold Cup win. And, and he looked like he won with a bit in hand as well. So um, he had an album photo on top of his head coming down the hill. And he had it in the bag turning in. Um, Manila Endo. He jumped from fence to fence, got into a lovely rhythm and just had everything behind him struggling. So um, he's if he's coming in with that type of form to Punchestown, I think he's going to be very hard to beat. Album photo obviously has to come off the back of a, lo- a nice enough run in, in the Gold Cup, but he will have to to improve a little bit off, off that run to to be competitive against Melilla Endo. I, to, be, to be honest, I, I feel Melilla Endo is going to be very hard to beat. I think... Um, to top the season off for for Henry Bromhead would it be it'd be unreal yeah. to for yeah. him to to win the Gold Cup again. Absolutely, Absolutely. yeah. It's um it's it's going to be an intriguing one though. Um, I think that like there's a good few horses in the race outside of the two of them as well. And I'm looking down at like like even someone like Mellon at like I think fourteen to one or well outside. You know, it's a small enough field, but it's class all the way down, isn't it? Yeah, like Ken Boy, don't forget, he he beat yeah. Albert Fodor here, Ruby Walsh's last, last ride. So that type of course suits him. And if he got a nice, easy lead, you, you wouldn't know. They mightn't catch him. So um, he's definitely one to keep an eye on with Daddy Mullins on board. And um, Mellon, for me, he travels really well, but he's not a horse that likes to win. So he could run really well, <laughs> but uh, he, doesn't really, he doesn't really win. But definitely something like Ken Boy could actually upset the apple cart if, if things don't go right for Mellon. Manila Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, Manila Indo is your tip in the Labrooks Punchdown Gold Cup on Wednesday, but you do have another tip as well in the Guinness Handicap Chase. Yeah, uh, the West Awake, he's a horse that I... Um he, I've been watching quite a while. He he ran very well in the Galway Plate on better ground and he just probably didn't get up the hill. Um, but as soon as he gets better ground, he always runs a good race and I think he's in it a nice way. So I, I think he could be a nice each way, each way bet, the West Awake for Editor Grady. Lovely. We'll keep an eye on that one as well. Um, we're moving on to, to Thursday. There's still three days left after after naming basically every yeah. every horse that's won in Jar. But uh, there's there's so much race, so much really great racing this week. But yeah. I suppose from Thursday on, we don't have the absolute declarations, and we're not as sure of things as we are for the first two yeah, days. Exactly, but yeah. um, so we kind of we'll we'll go through it in a, a slightly different way. But the first one up on 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 Thursday to talk about then the five twenty five the Labrooks Champion Stayers Hurdle like Florian Porter's favourite for this at seven to four won the Stayers Hurdle at Cheltenham. Uh, sorry yeah. to Burley second in the Stayers Hurdle at Cheltenham. Um, we don't have Paisley Park then coming over, but Beacon Edge was fourth. Um, we had Fury Road was well uh, fancied. He pulled up in that race, and then the Storyteller mm-hmm. was fifth. So we're basically, you know, without Paisley Park, this is a rematch of um, of, of of one of the big races at Cheltenham. Yeah, th- it's going to be 
a great race. Florian Porter will probably make it. Um, sorry, the Burley wasn't beaten very far that day, but Florian Porter had it in the bag a good long way out and it was a very impressive winner for me. Um, Beacon Edge was one I fancy going into Cheltenham. He was probably a little disappointing for me. He didn't finish out his race. He looked like he was banged there turning in, but he just didn't pick up. Florin Porter outstayed them all. Um, there's one, though, that's going that would have missed Cheltenham, which Ronald Pump. He's a, a mm. quite likeable horse, I think, and he's he's coming in here fresh, and he can run a big race off a fresh, off a fresh campaign. So he could be one to, to keep an eye on. on. I, I think he's about eight to one or so. So um, he could be one of an outsider that could take on Florin Porter and finish really well. Definitely, yeah. So yeah. Ronald Pump, which is a great name for a horse as well, let's say. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so exactly. You're adding a horse in there as well from what we saw um, in the Sayers Hurdle. So that's a cracking race, 5.25 yeah. on uh, Thursday. But another one that I, certainly me, because we did previews for Cheltenham and we talked to Paul and, you know, we... Um, even in the build-ups all the weeks through, Energamine kept coming up over and over and over mm. again as the one to watch. And then he didn't go. And it was such a it was no. a kick in the teeth like for the article because you just really, really wanted him to go uh, and have that showdown. But he's in the Ryanair Novice Chase, 635 on Thursday, at least more than likely. Captain Guinness looks like he's probably the main rival for it. But I think more than anything, regard he's two to one on on Ladbrooks. I think more than even having the bet on it for me is just to actually watch this horse after watch all the hype. Yeah. Oh, he's unbelievable to watch. Leopard Sound that day was just phenomenal to, to see him jumping and just get into a rhythm. I feel that if he jumps around, there won't be anything to get near him. Like, you know, you need the likes of Siskin to 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 take him on. You know, for me, I think if he if he's going there in good form like he was in, in Leopard Sound, I think he's he's away in a hack. Yeah, exactly. If you if you go on to see um if if Edgarbean runs like we think he's going to Shishkin's there next year, and you know maybe Shaquem Persuad comes into a bit of form. The two mile, um, we're talking about the Gold Cup uh, level for next year. The two mile level looks like it's. We're, we seem to be entering into kind of like uh, there's a, the novices this year. To me, just seem to be kind of come at, at a different breed, a different level. Now I, yeah. it's too early to say sometimes, but just in terms of the excitement around them, it seems like we're going to have a lot of uh, young horses at the top level come 2022. Yeah, obviously with the the. the the chase, the the novice chases are coming in off the back of being grade one novices on over hurdles, so they're definitely yeah. backing yeah. it up. So I I don't think you're wrong that way. I think we are entering into another era or another generation of of great chasers, and um, it's great that there's a few of them that they're taking each other on, and it's it's going to be a fantastic week to see who does come out on top. And uh, no, it's 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 I can't wait to see the likes of Energamin actually showing up in in Punchstown. It'll be brilliant to see. Yeah absolutely. yeah, absolutely. Well, if we're uh, talking about superstar uh, chasers, the superstar hurdler, uh, no doubt Honeysuckle, and I mean, like, lit up Cheltenham uh, on the Tuesday. Yeah. Um, will we see the same from her again? I mean, there's we don't know if um, Epitant is going to make it. I think she's 7-2 in, in, in the... Um, in the betting still at the moment. Sharjah almost certainly will be there eight to one. You've got others like Abracadabras, Goshen, I'm not Goshen, I'm not so sure on, but Honeysuckle four to seven. In the same mould as Enigramine, I think there's a lot of just wanting to watch Honeysuckle race again, isn't there? Rather than worrying too much about Yeah, uh, she does the competition. She does, yeah, she just seems to keep backing it up and backing it up. And for Philly to come out and do it every time, it's 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 brilliant. And uh because Phillies can come in and out of form and she doesn't. She's just 
every time she comes racing, Henry Brown Bibb has her 100% spot on. And she it was amazing to watch um, the cha- champion hurdle. And she had it, she had it t- turning in and she, she wasn't looking back. And uh, no, a brilliant. And every year she's getting better and better. I, I honestly thought last year she wouldn't be a champion hurdle filly. I didn't think she had the sharpness to her, but definitely she proved me wrong this year. And uh, no, um, it, I think maybe something like Abercababra is off a nice win in Aintree, but he's still dropping back in trips. So um, mm. it's going to be very hard for anyone to beat Honeysuckle in the form that she's in, you know. And even with the better ground, I think she's the way she showed herself in Cheltenham, I think she should be fine. Okay, so no no mishaps there, uh, you would suggest anyway. Um, one horse who had a little bit of a mishap in Cheltenham, well, finishing second, the, the heavily priced favourite, was... Um, concertista uh who's going to run in the mayor's champion hurdle on saturday we think she's 11 to 8 favorite um is this a horse that you like and can see again getting back on track yeah like she i i honestly thought she she she'd have won that race so something was probably amiss with her she'd beaten black tears before you know there was no reason why she shouldn't have held that form but something went amiss anyway and she didn't look as I suppose as sharp as she she normally would, and uh, yeah, she was a bit disappointed in Cheltenham, but she still ran a fair enough race. So she does have to to prove herself a bit. But um, as you alluded to earlier, Black Tears doesn't show up this time, so um, mm. she might have life a little bit easier for herself. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I suppose there's, there's like again, it's like we don't really know what the races are going to be quite yet in terms of later in the week. So I'm just kind of picking out sort of the the highlights of the horses that we're looking for and Quilixios. Um, who won the the triumph hurdle is 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 likely to run again in the uh, in the four year old hurdle on Saturday. Um, you know has, has a few competitors there, but again, you know a, a horse that um, kind of I think every uh, Henry and Rachel horse that won it out and sort of yeah. people will remember there was a story along with each yeah. one and there was an image to it. But I think another horse that you know if, if she is going, if she has a chance on Saturday to make yeah. that. You know, Calixias is a good one to have in the bag, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he 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 won well. He definitely deserved to, to um, be in the, the triumph hurdle. So it, it was great that they he he got off the back of, I suppose, moving yard, and it was a good performance for a four year old to do all that and and head to Cheltenham and win. You know, so that was a brilliant performance from him. So he could easily be even better. Uh, Jeff Kidder is obviously in there as well. He's had a a brilliant campaign, winning the the Boodles. Uh, Fred Winter and then coming back to win in Fairy House and uh, he looks like a horse that's thriving on racing at the minute so he's he's improving and could easily run a big race in the grade one yeah well one to look forward to again I think like you know you go through this and you realize that we've got five days of unbelievable racing we haven't touched on a lot of it even um and there wouldn't be time to um just kind of before we go is there anything like one of the things that I thought stood out to me at Cheltenham was there was a there was a sense a few years ago that like this Irish domination you know, while it's all very well and good, it's coming from maybe a couple of yards. You know, maybe it's it's coming from Willie. It was coming from uh, Gordon Eddie at the time, and maybe Henry de Bromhead was kind of like you know, you know, sneaking in there as well. Whereas now you had like at Cheltenham, it was just so different because it was obviously Henry had all those winners. Willie still did very well, but there was the little trainers like in the old days were kind of getting yeah. the wins here and there as well, and it does feel like. There's almost a different feeling to it now that there's there's a, a wider spread of wealth there. I don't know if you get that impression kind of working around the industry here that things are just like and, and a festival like this is such a celebration of it because there's yeah. chances from every, all the different yards. 
Yeah, like the likes of Paul Hennessy going with his mayor, homebred mayor, <laughs> and going winning. You know, he uh, that was unbelievable. And he's going back there with his heaven help us. And uh, I'm not sure what race he's going to run in now, but uh, that's that's just a brilliant story. And obviously, the likes of Peter Fahey had his winner, and Gavin Cromwell had two winners. Like it is, a ma- it just shows you how competitive Irish racing is at the minute. And and um, when we go across the water, we're, we're, we're winning. And Emmett Mullins as well. Like, everyone, mm. the more trainers you think we've had, heap of trainers having winners. It's not just the top. So, it's, 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 I think it's a broad spectrum of how good our trainers are and how good our horses are. So, it's, um, Punchdown's going to be very, very, very competitive. And I think it's what we need to have good racing. I think it's what everyone needs. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we can't wait for it. Um, really looking forward to it. Nina, thanks so much for, well for your time, for your previews, for your tips, especially. We'll see. Well, I, well, I I'll, actually, I'll, te- I'll text I you on actually, Thursday as to whether I want to thank you for the tips or not. I actually <laughs> forgot to mention the, the Latouche, or I have to mention the Latouche. I meant to say it to you. Um, Josie's orders won, obviously, down in Cork and um, over Hurdle. So he's going in as a 13-year-old wow. into running the Latouche. And I think the ground will really help him. And I think um, uh, Philomena... Philomena, I don't know her second name. She'd get a great spin on him. Yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to to watching Josie's orders running the Latouche. I think he won't be far away. So you won on Josie's orders twice, I think, at, at Punchdown, didn't you? Like, there was yeah, a couple yeah. of years in between. I so we're going back to, on, I think, one year. So. Yeah, yeah. So we're going back to maybe 2015, 2016, and yeah. still, got, still going strong. Still going strong. And I think he's in, is probably in as good a form as he's ever been. So, uh, no, wow. he'd be one I'd be watching in the Latouche anyway. It's a, it's a great spectacle to watch. Brilliant. Well, we'll get that up on the website as well. Uh, just make sure people don't miss it. Uh, Nina, thanks so much for for joining us. And um, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Cheers, Mike. Great Bye-bye. stuff. Um, yeah. Thanks very much to uh, Nina again for joining us. Thanks for you for watching, and thanks a million to Ladbrokes as well uh, for uh, being our partners in the whole thing. Of course, if you are having a bet on Punchdown or anything else at all, please do always gamble responsibly and visit dunlouis.net for more information. We'll be back with more build-up later in the week. We'll be talking about some football. And, of course, please do enjoy uh, Punchestown. It's going to be a great um, event. And uh, hope you have a few winners. Talk to you soon.